All right, how do we start these things? What's up, everybody? <laughs> That's how we started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity. I almost said the wrong name of the podcast. <laughs> My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. What's up, everybody? It's David <laughs> Rivera. I know. I'm too tired for this. It's David Rivera. You can find me on Twitter at DRivero1222. And yeah. Good time of day, everyone. Yeah, okay. It's your boy, Maverick. You can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. Welcome to Aaron and Colby and David and Maverick Grow Up. I'm your host, Aaron Friedman, <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. We've got a little own version of Pod After Dark going on. <laughs> But it's all good. How have y'all been? I feel like it's been a while, but even though I feel like it's, I think it's only been a week, right? It's only been a week and we keep, we blow up that group chat. So it's like, <laughs> we have informal pods just among ourselves that no one else hears or sees. Every night. Me or the Twitter DMs. Every night we have a rehearsal pod. We call each other before bed and practice to stay <laughs> up on our craft. It's so cute. And we, we read always, each other a nighttime story. We do it in honor of the Lost Podcast. May it be, may it always be remembered. That was so bad. It was a really bad podcast featuring Andrew Friedman. We had multiple Never. Lost podcasts. That was the original Lost podcast. That was the no, but that was the that only was one that the... was truly lost, and for good reason. Yes. That we was the not... one that was lost and we didn't bother to bring back. Yeah, I'm, I think we all left yeah. that one and we were all like, do we really want to redo that one? No, I think we're okay. <laughs> there will not be a secret finding of the lost podcast and release of the unreleased tapes. That one is fully lost, never to be it's found. It's gone, gone. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a it's been a week. Things have happened in the sports world, and we are here to talk about them. So let's start with because I would ask you about your weeks, but it's ten o'clock, and I want to go to bed. So yeah, let's talk about the the, <laughs> the superb Chiefs. owl, the big game, the, the big game. Chiefs beat. Uh, no one's listening to this. The Chiefs beat the Forty Niners. Um, we aren't going to get sued if we call the NFL championship by its name, but it is a fun game to stay away from it. So Chiefs beat the 49ers 31 to 20. This is a game in which David said that the Chiefs were about done um, in the third <laughs> quarter when they were down. Can I, can I have a moment to explain myself? Can I just have yeah, a moment? Ahead. So I just want to point out that in that at that point in time, 49ers had the ball, and might I add that they scored that drive that I said that they were looking like they were about done. So it was like about to be 10, 10 point lead for the 49ers. And I, in a moment of ignorance, forgot who the head coach of the 49ers was. <laughs> I forgot that just like Murphy's Law, we have the Shanahan effect where any lead in the postseason shall be blown. <laughs> so I I failed to recognize. That is a misstep on my part. <laughs> but they did look dead in the water at that point. I, I, can I at least say that, like, they were yes, giving Mahomes. Like, they looked like they could not move the ball whatsoever. And it looked and like Mahomes it was going to be another. Mahomes looked terrible, too. 
Yeah, that was one of his worst games. And just- like, I was legitimately thinking to myself after he threw that second interception, he looks hurt out there. And so I didn't think he looked hurt. I thought he looked bad. <laughs> well, I mean, like he just looked wasn't making too. throws that he normally makes without a second thought. He was well, underthrowing guys. He wasn't accurate. And granted, part of that is probably the pressure that he was getting earlier in the game, but he just didn't look like himself. But, uh, you know, to that point, it's like they had been taking the top. Oh, sorry, they weren't able to take the top off the defense all game. I think at that point that he only had one completion of 20 plus yards, and that's like the entire Chiefs offense. And then all of a sudden, like Richard Sherman gets cooked and all of a sudden, like the floodgates open. It was nuts. Like, you know, uh, they were taking advantage of him all game. And then all of a sudden, when it matters, you know, big players make big plays. And and Patrick Mahomes, I don't think anyone can deny that he's he's going to be or he already is a special player. And I'm, I'm it's still crazy to me that he's only 24 and, and he's already NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, et cetera, et cetera. Like he's already more decorated than some of some of the best quarterbacks that have gone through the NFL. It's crazy. And look what we're doing. Recording a podcast about it. Hey, different strokes for different folks, okay? <laughs> Us some other twenty three slash twenty four year olds. <laughs> and a twenty two year old. And a twenty two year old, sorry. You Young still man. have time here. <laughs> yeah. Avengers. Yeah, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're probably going to be the most successful out of the four of us anyway, so. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Just come for me. <laughs> I still have hope that one day Roy's going to walk into Woolen Gym and see me bawling and yeah. be like, we need you on the team. Man, I remember you playing in Woolen. You, you were not that good with it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember giving you buckets in Woolen. <laughs> Man, yeah, that was the that was Patrick Mahomes' worst game I've ever seen him play. That was probably his worst game as a pro, and he's Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> I know, yeah. Now, Do we think I, that I, he deserved Super Bowl MVP? Quite, yeah. Frankly, I think so. It's it's tough to say otherwise. Even though Damian Williams uh, had a hundred plus yards and a receiving and a rushing touchdown. The only thing I need to say to retort that is third and 15. Like third and 15, rushing touchdown, et cetera, et cetera. Like even though the two picks, one of those picks wasn't his fault. He threw two picks, but the rushing touchdown plus converting that third and 15 and driving down the field, uh, throwing that bomb to Hill, throwing the bomb to Sammy Watkins and throwing the TD to Kelsey to get it uh to give them the lead in the last couple minutes. I mean, it's you can't it's pretty much a quarterback award anyway, but that kind of there's no way that he would have gotten it otherwise. It absolutely blows my mind how open those receivers get on those lobs. Like it's not incredible. laser beams, but literal lobs like where the ones like Garoppolo threw in the first or second quarter that got intercepted and how much time it, it seemed like those receivers had to just get under the ball and catch it. Did you see that that throw that he had to Hill? He had legitimately it felt like ten seconds to like stand under mm-hmm. and catch yeah, it. Like, it was where's crazy. the defensive player to swat that or something? How yeah. do you not cover the fastest person on the field? I just don't understand. And then the same and then the, the same thing happened. The field. <laughs> and then the same thing happened when the Niners had the ball with that Sanders 
throw the Sanders one in the end zone late in the game. Both teams had guys wide open all the time on the deep bombs. Yeah. So a couple things. One, I've been watching like all 22 breakdowns of like NFL teams, and I still cannot understand how these Chiefs wide receivers get open all the time. It's nuts. It doesn't make any sense. Two, that overthrow is why I picked the Chiefs to win this game because at the end of the game, you needed a quarterback to go out there and win you the game, and Jimmy Garoppolo cannot go out there and win you a game of that caliber. He just can't. I think Bomani Jones made that same argument where he's like, I don't trust Garoppolo as much as Kyle Shanahan trusts Garoppolo. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's so crazy. Kyle Shanahan didn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo up until the last two minutes when he had, which made no sense. It makes no sense, dude. Like you would think, you would think that he would learn from the mistakes that he made in the in the in the Super Bowl against the Patriots because that problem was they had that big lead and they just refused to run the football and run and, and it was working and even worse because. This 49ers team has a great offensive line, and running the ball was working. And all of a sudden, they're just like, oh, we're going to give it to Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to let him throw it. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. I just don't understand that logic. I have no sympathy for this dude. I don't know what an offensive quality control coach does, but I feel like the 49ers need one. Just to, whatever um, Katie Sowers, is that her name? Whatever she's yeah. doing, her job needs to be to tell Kyle Shanahan to run the football. I know she's an offensive coach. I feel like she has the capability just to tell Kyle Shanahan to run the ball. I honestly don't know what a lot of the coaches in football do. Like, what does a passing game coordinator do during the game? Because we know that there's one person calling the plays. Is it like, is it like the Iowa caucuses, but with potential play <laughs> calls every play? Are they all lobbying the offensive coordinator or the head coach or whoever calls the plays? <laughs> They're like spider two Y banana, four verticals, halfback draw. To take a small diversion, I did not know like, cause you know when you're like in tenth grade civics and you talk about like, hey. But, for a presidential election, there are caucuses and primaries, and then there's, like, general election. I never thought about what a caucus was, because I was like, I live in a primary state anyway. So this week, I looked up, like, what a caucus actually is. That sounds like Firefest. Just a bunch <laughs> of people in a room. They can't leave. Probably not that many snacks. <laughs> well, did, you see, <laughs> did you see the tweet? Uh, the time. At one Des Moines precinct, an attendee brought in a concealed bottle of wine and dropped it, and it, it shattered all over the, the gym. <laughs> <laughs> it's for sure all caucuses are for sure fire fest anyway <laughs> we get that. also so in a way where it's barely democracy anyway uh back to <laughs> so yeah i don't know what a lot of those people on the staffs do like i know that during a game the strength and conditioning coach is generally the get back coach and will pull coaches and players back off of the field when they are not allowed to be on the field but, like, what do the run game and pass game coordinators do during a game? What does Larry Fedora, as the offensive analyst for Texas Longhorns, do during the game? He Other than analyze. Well, offense. yes, but what does that mean? <laughs> I imagine they're looking at the defense. They, like, are another sort of eyes to look at the defense to see if anything is 
opening up or if they see something that the defense is doing that they can pick apart that the offensive coordinator is trying to figure out the plays that go with those concepts is what I imagine in my head. I don't know. I'd believe it. I wonder the same thing about basketball too, like how there are all the assistant coaches. And when you get in a timeout, they conference to the side while the head coach generally says do X, Y, and Z. Are they conferencing for the next timeout? I don't know. Great question. I just want to be a fly on the wall on the wall for a lot of sports teams to observe what happens because I feel like the average person doesn't understand, and I'm the average person does not understand what goes into being a coach on a real sports team. Speaking of coaches, I'm happy for Andy Reid. I was just about to say that. Dr. Eggman finally got his championship. (laughs) (laughs) The man who looks like a Civil War reenactor, he just got yelled at for not having period-specific glasses, finally got his ring. No, he, um, is he one of the greatest coaches of all time? I was thinking that, too. He has a ton. He has a ton of 10-win-plus seasons. It's crazy. Like, even though he never had the Super Bowl, now he does, but, you know... I, I think he deserves to be up there. Also, like he's had a lot of like black quarterback. Like he's given a lot of like like he had Donovan McNabb and he like really got behind Donovan McNabb. He got the Michael Vick after um the whole debacle with, you know, going to jail. He was out there fighting dogs. He was yeah. out there he was not fighting dogs, but yes, the fighting to of put the it dogs. Plainly. Uh and I don't know, like he always has struck me as someone who's been in it a long time and could just never break through that final championship, uh, like caliber. What's the word I'm looking for? He could never just break through. He could make, yeah, he could just can't, he couldn't get over the hump. But now that he has, it's like, you got to put him in that kind of conversation. He's been doing this a long time. I mean, like he has the like sixth or seventh most wins all time. Yeah. And if this team, if they manage to keep this team, like intact, I mean, they're going to be easy contenders uh, for the next several seasons. So it, it, it might be late in his career, but he might win two or three just to end it. He's younger than FI. He's only sixty-one. <laughs> he has so he, I mean, he, I feel like, like he's got plenty of time. He could probably coach till he's seventy. Also, his middle name is Walter, and I've never seen someone look more like an Andrew Walter in my entire life. <laughs> Did y'all see on Twitter that some people thought that Andy Reid was the diabetes guy? And the yeah, diabetes guy is like, now no, relevant on Twitter again. <laughs> I did see that. No, I'm happy for a cheese. Sure, y'all saw that picture of my dad. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> with, with with your trophy, second Some place band trophy, ten cent trophy. He so I got him that Chiefs shirt last year for Christmas, and he only wears it for playoff games. Um, and I was debating going back to Greensboro for the Super Bowl. Um, but <clears throat> the Panthers or like. Nothing good happens when I go home for the Super Bowl. Like, watching Super Bowls in that house have, 
hasn't gone well for me when I have like or when someone in the house has a reading interest. So I was like, I think I'll just stay back. Um, stayed home yesterday, and I knew my dad was freaking out because he's been a Chiefs fan his entire life. Finally, get a Super Bowl for the first time since he was ten, and apparently, according to the picture, went into my room, got that second place um class 5a music trophy from <laughs> northwest guilford hey um, nice. they let you keep your trophies so we uh we moved band rooms and our band teacher was like it was after i graduated and i went to a concert and he said alumni if you're in here I am not taking all of these trophies into <laughs> the next fan room. So if you see one you like, go ahead and grab it. So I went up there and grabbed a trophy. The, all the first place trophies had already been pillaged. So I grabbed that one because he won grand champion at that band competition. But yeah, it was it was really funny. <laughs> but it became the Lombardi trophy for your dad. Yes, he, he texted, this is now the Waddell Lombardi trophy. <laughs> So yeah, now I get the excuse the that my team lost to the champions, even though we did beat them in the regular season. Ho oh, oh. <laughs> ho. Good for them. And like we've been saying, I feel like there's a very good chance for them to keep this ball rolling for a very long time. The 49ers, on the other hand, I don't know what they can do. I don't think you can get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. But I feel like that's the thing that's holding you back. Someone, some, I don't know who it was. I, I guess I saw that rumor going around where they were like, they were looking into signing Tom Brady in free agency. I just think that's stupid. Like That's not a fix. <laughs> that's definitely not the fix, no. But I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's, what, 28 years old? He's not terrible, but like, he's not, I don't know. He reminds he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Um, he reminds me of Alex Smith a little bit. No, Alex Smith what? is better Alex than Smith Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady. I think that better better than Tom Brady or better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I agree. I I've, think if I've, you put Alex Smith on that, put Alex Smith back on this 49ers team, I think they there's a good chance they win that game. Well, I think part of the issue at, is uh, just like. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to win you a Super Bowl, but no quarterback is going to win you a Super Bowl when they can only throw the ball eight times a game. It's hard to get in a rhythm and be a top-tier quarterback when you have so few chances to do your job. Well, he had his chance at the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, he yes. Threw, he threw, but for a pretty he good threw the ball a combined, what, 19 times the two weeks before that? I mean, it won them the games. I mean, yes. I don't know. It's just like it, it, you think about the overthrow to Emmanuel Sanders to win the Super Bowl. And it's like that is a throw that he should make. That's a throw that I think Patrick Mahomes would make. That's a throw that Tom Brady, I think, would make. That's a, that's a throw that, I mean, a Super Bowl, if you want to win that game, that's the throw you got to make. And he whiffed on that one. I thought it was game. I saw Emmanuel Sanders behind the defense. And I saw him throw that ball up, and I was like, oh, that's it. That's it right there. And he overshot him by, like, 10 yards. So I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to say 
you got to give up on him because he's still he's still young. He's still twenty eight years old. But at the same time, it's like whoa, whoa, twenty eight is young. <laughs> yeah, twenty eight is young. For a, I don't. I ha- then Cam I Newton is a freaking geezer. Quarterbacks who have gotten much better, like past twenty eight. Well, he's been a backup his whole career, pretty much. This is he was he he's coming off a torn ACL. Maybe he was a backup for a reason. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm saying is, I would still give. Also, you paid him how much money? Like a hundred and what? Ten million? Is that how much his deal was? I'm gonna look it up. But I'm also not saying give up on him because I don't know if you can't. Like what? Yeah, that's what I was that's gonna say. I don't know if you can give up like, on him because. What's the alternative? Yeah. Other than Tom Brady. So I don't know if there is one. Unless Russell Wilson gets really unhappy with Seattle or something. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. All right. All, you know, uh, I'm gonna, I, I almost, I almost made a Nick Bosa joke, but it's, it's not the time or place. <laughs> <laughs> Was it going to be about him being disappointed about not getting McDonald's? Yeah, something along those lines. Um, did we talk about Luke retiring? I don't think we did. We should talk about that in Greg. Yeah. Um, so, quick Panthers aside, uh, everyone's gone. <laughs> Life <laughs> really sad. is pain. Uh, Luke Keekley has retired, and Greg Olson is not returning to the team. Um, I am not going to recognize this Panthers team next year. Even though, like, Cam had an interview with Marty Smith today where he said he plans on being in Carolina next year. But... Even still, like, this team is borderline unrecognizable. Yeah, uh, it's it's a rebuild. Uh, it's really a rebuild, man. I mean, we got a lot of faith in Shaq Thompson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they must have a lot of faith in Shaq Thompson if they, you know, you, you're down Thomas Davis. You're down Luke Keekley. Julius Peppers ain't walking through that door. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 rough out here. So I don't know. And then Greg Olson, you know, you lose you lose a leader on the team. So it's like, what do you do? Like that, you got DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Jerry's like, who's our what? Chris Manhurt? No, Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas is our TE of the future. I guess I don't know. I. I don't think this season's going to be very fun. <sighs> Who knows? I've lived through work. I've lived through some bad things. I lived through Jimmy Clausen, so I can live through this. It's been a very long time since I went into a football season and expect it to be bad. So we might have to ask Aaron how to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> Say they're going 23-0. and That's the first step. <laughs> And so you, that just feels like setting up for disappointment. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's being a Cleveland sports fan. That sounds Welcome. like a miserable existence. 
It gets more fun as time goes on. It also gets less fun as time goes on. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> fun is had by all, just sometimes by nobody. <laughs> He's dropping some like Confucius knowledge. <laughs> like... Anyway, let's talk about Carolina basketball briefly and then get out of here. Bad. You want to know how, what it's like to be a Cleveland sports fan? Be a fan of Carolina basketball this year. Hey, we beat State, though. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> On our worst, one of our worst seasons of all time, and we still beat State. That's just... Death, that's taxes, golden. and embarrassing State at PNC. <laughs> that's just golden. Look, if our... If our last four wins of the season are against State and Duke, I'll take it. That's, <laughs> yeah, at, that, at this point. Because nothing better is going to happen. It's <laughs> going to be the highlights of our season. So, I was, at, I was at the Canes game yesterday, <laughs> and I saw State's second-round NCAA tournament banners, and I could not stop laughing every time I looked at them. That's not real. <laughs> is, it, is that really real? No, they, it's real. They do. They have banners for every time they've made the tournament. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. I have secondhand embarrassment. (laughs) But it was... uh, They were saying, like, it's the third time in probably 46 years that we're missing the tournament. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, that does... It does put it in perspective. If you think about it. Yeah, it puts it in perspective. You got teams that are, like, just hyped to get invited for one year out of, like, Mm -hmm. ten. One year ever. Or one year ever, yeah. The last school I worked at had never been to the NCAA tournament. (laughs) We have more NCAA championships than NIT appearances. Or, I guess, more national championships, because the... 1924 one technically is not an NCAA championship. We have seven national championships and we've been in the NIT six times ever. I don't know if we will even make the NIT this year. I mean, do we care? Like, being honest. No, just just kill the season with fire. It's baseball season now. Football's over. Today is the first day of baseball season. Can I? Hey, women's basketball is great. Yeah, women's basketball. Yeah, is women's fun basketball again. is really good. Can I share a maybe controversial opinion? I also tweeted this out. I still haven't really seen anything out of Cole Anthony that warrants him being a lottery pick. Am I? I see the flashes. I see the flashes, but he's inconsistent as all hell. I will also say, I saw Lauren Brownlow say this today. Someone compared this to, like, Dennis Smith at State. But that State team is better than this Carolina team. (laughs) Yeah, really, honestly. Like, he's really working with nothing out there. And that I... And I see him pushing sometimes. And I think maybe if he had played in those 11 games that he missed, maybe he wouldn't be pressing so far, so hard. But what I see... Is when the ball s- sticks for like a beat too long, he comes from one side of the court to the other side of the court to get the ball to try to make something happen. Which 
I appreciate the gung ho-ness, but it also is messing messing up the state, messing up the spacing. Some of our best stretches of the game uh, were when he was out the game, just because it wasn't as clogged up. We got blocked like close to nine times this game, and it's just because there were too many people in one spot. So I think this is that's a lot of him trying, him really pressing, trying to make something happen, but like. I see, like, the NBA-level vision. I think it exists. It's just... The shot selection can be better. But, I, like, I, I see the flashes. It's just I still haven't seen that, wow, this kid's NBA-ready type of game. You know what I'm saying? Like, even Kobe, I was like, this kid is, like, he could he could go league. Like, I had a couple of those times where I was like, are we sure he's not leaving? <laughs> <laughs> and then he did. <laughs> it's kind of like how I felt with Nas. It's kind of like how I felt with Nas. Honestly, remember how Nas? We were talking about Nas, and we we're like, "Is this? Is he leaving? Like, is he gonna leave? I don't know. It's kind of iffy." This I season. think Nas is a different situation. I said a long time last year. Number one, I think that Nas just didn't fit in to Carolina basketball. But number two, I felt that Nas was similar to Josh Allen in that he has every single tool to be an incredible football player or basketball player, depending on which player you're talking about. He's just not that good at the game. I don't think that's true. I think he was actually really good. I mean, He definitely proved me wrong. The later we got into the season, he had a couple really good games in March, and Josh Allen has been proving me wrong. But... There were moments where I thought that. I tried to tell y'all about Josh Allen, by the way. <laughs> Nas is he's doing all right. He's a rotational player. He's getting he's getting some burn, especially lately. With how the Trailblazers are uh looking. Well, I mean Dame Lillard is also on a freaking tear. Like a mm-hmm. all time tear. Still can't beat us though. <laughs> Lakers, Mavs, book it is going playoffs. I, I know it's coming, so I'm just preparing myself for it. I guess I'll start watching the NBA soon. <laughs> I've actually really enjoyed this NBA season. I've been trying to watch a lot more, and it is hard. I don't have like the league pass or anything, and um, the Hornets suck. So it's not like I really can watch them around. Like, get off that narcotic. Just stop. Just quit. I'm not. I haven't. I bought. I like. I. It was fun at the beginning of the year, and now I'm just like, ah. Oh, you. Back to your ways. <laughs> I was actually going to go down to Charlotte this weekend because Dallas is in Charlotte, but Luca's hurt, and so I'm probably not now. <laughs> what you want to see, Porzing God? Huh? You want to see Porzing God? Yeah, but I, I have to work my magic. I got to get him to sign something. Oh, okay. I said the last time I went to a Hornets game, dirt. I, I was in Dirt Nowitzki's locker room. So, which is actually it's a nine-year anniversary, two days from this recording. So, I mean, I have too much luck. I have a, a reputation to uphold. <laughs> you, you're gonna get credentialed name, soon, bro. <laughs> yeah, when your name's Maverick, it comes with privileges. <laughs> is that why you ended up getting in? No, literally, I, Rick Carlisle asked me what my name was, and I told him my name is Maverick, and he's like... Cool. He said, bullcrap. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I have no reason to lie, and so uh, we finessed those backstage stuff. 
because my mom was like, he really wants to meet Dirk. That's his favorite player. And he's like, hurry, take these before the security sees you and run. (laughs) The ultimate finagle. I tried the same thing at the last Cavs game I went to. Walked down to the court after the game. John Beeline asked me what my name was. I said Cavalier, and he said, get the heck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest is history. And with that. (laughs) And I'll make my obligatory uh, Facebook slash Twitter post. (laughs) A half-naked Dirk, admittedly, in the picture. My my friends in high school gave me so much crap for it. It's like. Why is Dirk half naked? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Dirk. <laughs> he just played a basketball game. And put it all together, they were talking. Dirk was talking to Dejana Jop in the locker room about the Super Bowl that year. That was Pittsburgh versus the uh, Packers at Cowboy Stadium. So mm-hmm. round it all back out to basketball, <laughs> Super Bowl, and all that jazz. The jazz. Do you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> what else this week? Uh, <sighs> on Wednesday, a trailer for the new Minions movie is coming out. July 3rd, 2020. Biggest day of the year. Minions, The Rise of Gru will be released. I ho- I really, with all these prequels, I hope they keep the canon straight. <laughs> I just look, you gotta look for consistency in these, these, in these <laughs> kinds of movies. That's what everyone appreciates. Uh, Fast and Furious is coming out too. Oh my god, he freaking caught a car! (laughs) He caught a car in like I don't know what's happening in this series. John Cena. You're gonna fight someone that you can't see. Still, never seen a Fast nor a Furious. I've only seen Tokyo Drift. I've seen none of them. And that I'm sure the very ending confused you. Yes. Uh, the Oscars are Sunday. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. No, I. I'm sorry. That was mean. If you did care, Colby, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, do I actually care? I don't know. I, I just thought it was like mean. A lot of the movies this year. I just thought that was mean of me. In case you did. No, I don't really care. Now that I know that you Be- don't, who cares? Because everything is gonna is so. I nothing good is gonna happen. So I <laughs> know that. No parasite. Uh okay, so nineteen seventeen I think it's gonna do best picture, which it's fine, sure, whatever. I think Bong Jun Ho is gonna win for best director and they're gonna give Parasite um like best international film. Hmm. I've just been seeing a lot of hype I still haven't seen it yet, but I, I just know the hype that's been around it. It's so good. It's maybe my second favorite movie of twenty nineteen. Knives Out should have got nominated for Best Picture. That movie's incredible. Anyway. Stan Ryan Johnson. Stan Ryan Johnson. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Y'all know where to catch us on the social media. I'm tired, and I don't want to do the whole thing, so I'll see y'all next week. Deuces. (laughs) Adios.